Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine, grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet... Get the vibrations stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. What is up all you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl, Sapphire. And oh my goodness, guys, the time is finally here. I may have bragged about it a little bit on Moan. And if you're not on Moan, you may have just heard about this lovely goddess of a woman. I mean, full-time producer, host of the Venus Cuckold podcast. Also Avian nominated. Yes, high key jealous y'all. Just going to put that out there. <laughs> Venus Cuckold podcast. Oh my gosh, I top 1% and now we're in competition. I don't know if she knows this. I'm now top 2%. And so, what better way to celebrate cuckolding, the controversy, and dare I say, some of the similarities in polyamory if you will, with no one other than Venus Cuckoldress herself. Venus, my goodness, thank you so much for signing up and being on the show. There's so much that we can get into, but I just want to say thank you. First and foremost, welcome to Earplay. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. And yeah, let's jump in. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, I guess we could start with how did you get started? But let's face it, that's fucking boring at times. It's just more <laughs> of like, how did you become this Forced to be reckoned with. How did you turn the word cuckolding from this like ick factor in porn to now this like beautiful, almost die? I don't even know how else to say it. It's just like I feel the more that I'm learning about cuckolding, especially from the monsters, as I call them, um, and the moan community, it's just it seems to me that it's a beautiful relationship in un, like unconventional ways. So how did you become this force to be reckoned with in the cuckolding community? Great question. So uh, this has very much been an accidental success. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love it that? Not, it was not something I set out to do. Um, I, I basically, I met this guy on Tinder and I didn't know what cuckolding was, but I was familiar with the um, like non-monogamy as far as like the swingers world and stuff like that. So I, I kind of knew about that, but I didn't know about cuckolding. He explained this to me slowly over time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? Like, are you fucking kidding me? This sounds way too good to be true. Like, <laughs> I was like, you want me to go and sleep with all these other guys like I have been. And you like, that's exciting for you. Like you love that. You, like you want to hear about it like this. I, and you, you don't want the same privilege. Like you don't want to go out and fuck other women. I'm like, what is this I have discovered? <laughs> <laughs> and especially when like, again, when I first heard about cuckolding, I've been in 
the adult entertainment industry as long as I've been in radio, if not a little bit longer, about now 14, 13 years. And whenever I heard about cuckolding, it was more of like, it's just some horny ass dude locked up in a cage, then comes out of the cage for cleanup duty. That's how I knew it. And of course, if you go into like the back pages of history, you know, it was essentially referenced as a partner exploring intimate sexual activity with someone else. But even then, back then, it was more of like the father who raised children fathered by another man. But supposedly he cannot sexually satisfy his partner, thus resulting in the wife, baby mama going astray, fucking all the men in the world. So I'm like, when I hear you talk about it, I'm like, wait a second. It's none of those things. (laughs) Yeah. And so when I dove into it with this guy, I was just like, I was mind blown because the experience of it was something unexpected for me. I just Mm -hmm. thought it's some sexy thing he wants I th- he wanted to listen in on the phone while I was with another guy and I was like all right this will be fun like I'm kind of nervous I haven't done that before but okay and uh then but when it when it happened and afterwards I was just like what the fuck was that it was so thrilling it was so exciting but it also was so bonding that I was like what have I found? What is this? What is this magic? Like what? <laughs> so I was, and that's when, um, I, we, I, I really dove into it and then that relationship didn't work out. And I was it, stuck trying to, like, I'd never even researched cuckolding. Mm-hmm. I didn't even, you never looked up a cuck porn video, like nothing, ne- never read a blog, nothing. And So I didn't know anything about it other than my own experience. And after that relationship ended, I thought, oh, my God, if I didn't know about this kind of relationship, but it fits me so good. I bet there's a bunch of other women out there who don't know about it either. And that's why I started writing. I'd never written a blog before, probably never even fucking read one. (laughs) And I just started writing about my own experience. And even for the first two years of writing on that blog, I refused to actually go and like research cuckolding or look at it from other stories or whatever like I just wanted to do write about it from my own experience and I think that's that's what has really shaped how I view this kind Mm -hmm. of relationship and that's the thing I I maybe is a bit radical to say but like the I feel like cuckolding is less of a sexual act and more of an actual relationship and a type of open, one-sided open relationship. And when you really break it down like that, you're kind of ditching the stigma and the stereotypes and, and making it more like real, like this is a real relationship. And that's, that's what I've been trying to say for so long now. So I was blogging forever. And then I was like, who are all these people reading this? Like I didn't even <laughs> never advertised it or anything. I was just like, who the fuck are all these people reading? I'm wow, okay. And then um, I there was I, people were asking me to be a guest on their podcast. And I was like, I'm not an expert. <laughs> You're an enthusiast. But you know what? That makes it more genuine, I feel, because... You can have all the experts in the world and sometimes these experts, believe it or not, y'all, some of these experts really don't go out and do field work that they preach. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, they might go to a sex party once in their their lifetime, but most of their experiences in session 
in like different parts of their their lifestyle, but they're not fully in the lifestyle. And that's no disregard to an expert at all, because, you know, your experience is your experience. But what I'm loving hearing from you and especially during your moan chats, and I think I even expressed it, I was like, wow, there's a lot of factors of polyamory that center around this, because when you're solo polyamorous, you are on your own journey. It might be close off. You might deal with a partner who, for example, myself, my partner and I, we're both solo polyamorous, but we do do ventures together. But he is more polyamorous than I would say than I am. I'm polysaturated, which means like the people that I involve, I'm involved with. That's it. If I have new energy, I might entertain it for a while, but it's not going to go any further than that. My man, self-proclaimed, like <laughs> slut, if you will. It's okay. Go and take a ride on my man. That's how it is. Like he <laughs> likes to make as many connections with women as possible. And that's fine. But then when, you know, when he's everything's said and done, he comes back home to me. We respect it. Sometimes I ask for details. Sometimes I don't. And I feel that sometimes that's how it's reflected with cuckolding. You know, you have the couples that want the full blown details. Like you said, your previous partner wanted to hear you on the phone having sex with another man. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's very, again, I see those parallel lines where there is an open communication, but there's also a closed communication. And it is all about the respect, respecting the relationship that's either external or internal. And I love that. I truly, truly love and respect that. And I love that you are able to kind of change the narrative, if you will, because again, cuckolding has a really bad name when it yeah. comes to porn really bad and i think that traditionally it's been very male driven a very male driven fantasy Mm -hmm. and if you really stop to think about it um i get it there's you know the cut porn is wildly popular (laughs) (laughs) it is wildly popular okay this is like (laughs) a really big porn category but it is you know it heavily centered on the femdom experience um, probably because that's easier to translate on screen, that mm-hmm. storyline. Very easy to show to someone, you know, watching it. Whereas the subtleties of an actual cuckolding, loving cuckolding relationship, that's a lot harder to portray <laughs> on screen. It's not as exciting to some people, I guess. <laughs> Which is so weird to me because it's like, again, you hear the terminology of like FLR, female-led relationships, that's associated with cuckolding. But then again, I've only mainly heard from the men on Moan saying yeah. how submissive they are to their wives or their girlfriends and that they are associated in this. But it also still comes off to me that, yes, the man is still in power because why isn't your lady talking about this? <laughs> yes, the, that's the thing. The ladies are, well, up until recently, have not been a voice in this mm-hmm. uh, discussion at all. And that's I wanted to change that when I, I was like, you know what, they're... We have like a whole different perspective on this. <laughs> and when you sit back and think about it, you're like, okay, I would argue and say uh, maybe all of the cuck porn out there that's out there, I mean, all of it is made by men for male consumption. And so it is, it has all of those little buttons that would, you know, 
press for get pressed for guys in their brain of what turns them on what do they like to see what do they like to hear when it comes to cuckolding there's no content really online for the same for women so it's kind of bizarre because we're like half of the equation here. I was going to say, it takes two to tango or, you yeah. know, more depending upon what night it is. But no, it just, it makes zero sense to me where the women, other than yourself, and, you know, some of the selected few that I've talked to, like Mistress K and Salacia Scarlet and Mistress Ain, it's like all these different women on Moan, it's like, yes, I hear you guys, but I want more. Yeah. I want more of these ladies to talk about how powerful the pussy is when it comes to cuckolding because I feel pussy is power on this. Y'all hold the key. Literally. Well, you know what's really interesting? So I have this matchmaking service for singles who mm-hmm. want a loving cuckolding relationship. I'm pretty sure it's the only one in the world. <laughs> but That's awesome. it's like very unique. <laughs> but I, I when I... I've had the privilege of to to be able to survey the ladies who are in it uh, or, or who are looking for this kind of relationship. Some have had this relationship before, some have not. And I really wanted to know because there's no research out there. There's nothing out there that's going to tell you who are these women that want this? Right. Like, why do they want it? Why? <laughs> is it the por- c- c- porn? Like, it, what is it? It's not. Let me tell you. Um, (laughs) but I asked them I I asked them two questions and the answers are fascinating the first question I asked was when you first learned about this kind of relationship what was it that was so appealing to you and uh, nearly all of them answered the same they said it's the one-sided open relationship that was really appealing where they could have this loving adoring partner just Mm -hmm. like regular but also have these other sexual experiences and their partner just absolutely celebrate them for it like not just tolerate it but not just consent but celebrate it so you're talking about power of the pussy I'm like fuck yes so that's what they were what really brings women into it. My second question was, now that you know more about it or you've had experience with this kind of relationship, what do you really love and appreciate it about now? And they still love the one-sided open relationship part. But the fascinating part was that they didn't realize that this is very female focused, that this really does put their sexuality in the spotlight Mm -hmm. and celebrate that part of it. They didn't realize that, but they love it now. And the other part was they didn't realize how this relationship can create that kind of next level love, trust and bonding. They didn't know. And that's the part that blew me away, too, because I was like, I don't what the fuck is this? This is amazing. I love how it really does put women first for once. For once, we actually see something that puts women first, because, again, bringing it back to the porn side, again, it's very male driven. But when we talk to people like yourself and learning through Venus Connection, how it is a female led business. I mean, ran business, not led female ran (laughs) business. But again, when you talk to your I don't know what you call your fan base, but every single time that you host a host a chat, I have yet to hear the men that come into these chats that say that they're putting their pleasure first. And that to me is powerful. That Mm -hmm. shows to me that, hey, there is a shift going on. It might be a little controversial because, again, people are not open still to these 
alternative relationship lifestyles. Just like people do not understand polyamory. How can you just be in love with one person, but you also want to seek multiple connections on different levels with other people and still say, I love my my life partner. You absolutely can. We were not put on this earth to be monogamous. Monogamy to me is a societal, you know, point of view. You know, it was instilled through society, through politics, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm -hmm. If we didn't have that, I think everybody would be in some type of open relationship in one way or another. If it wasn't so taboo Mm -hmm. and so filled with guilt, we would all be experiencing more alternative lifestyles out in the open more. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many people that just they look at this and they're like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about or how this is even possible. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this nonsense you're talking about? Yes. But the more conversations we're having, especially the women lending their voices to these conversations um, and making spaces like the Moan app where we can have these safe spaces to be able to have these conversations, the 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 more we can normalize this as this is a loving relationship, polyamorous, swinging um, you know, open both sides, open one side, cuckold it, whatever you want to call it, hot wifing, whatever. But this is the loving relationship. And that's, that's the key to it. I mean, it doesn't matter what it looks like to anybody else. As long as the two of you are in love and happy and you have that strong foundation to work from, fucking go for it. Who the fuck cares what anybody else thinks? The, the interesting thing about cuckolding is that the men tend to be heavily closeted mm. about about this because there is a there's and I don't know if this is the same with other kinds of open relationships or BDSM or our kink or whatever. I don't really know. But I do know that with cuckolding, men carry a tend to carry a massive amount of shame on their shoulders about it. They feel like this is not the typical um, idea of masculinity, that this is, you know, that they must be weak or enjoy humiliation or degradation um, in order to be into this. They feel like this is that if they, if anybody knows they're a cuck, that the world will fucking end for them. And this is debilitating this amount of shame. It is destructive, not just for someone to carry that around, but it is destructive in a relationship. It's also damaging when it comes to trying to date. Mm-hmm. So I I really am trying to let the guys know, like, fuck off with that shit. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just fuck off with it. Like, just let it go. Like, this is ridiculous. Actually... Dr. David Lay has said, the more you fight these desires, these sexual desires that you have, the stronger those desires become. This is proven. The only way to feel like you have some control over your sexual denials or desires is to uh, it is to have some self-compassion. So some compassion towards your own desires. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, you are, you know, it's, it, it may not be like full self-acceptance, but you're just going to be compassionate to yourself and not so hard on yourself. And, and that's what needs to happen because I'm t- out there saying like, cucks are not weak. They are not doormats to be walked all over. They are not, you know, less of a man. 
They are not someone to be ridiculed. Sure, there are some guys out there that are drawn towards this cuckold nature because they do really enjoy that kind of, and I hate the word, but humiliation. Um, but yeah, but it's not all of them. And cucks are actually Dr. Justin Lay Miller just was recently on my show, and he said his research has shown that cucks actually are people who are gra gravitate towards cuckolding are naturally have higher levels of self-confidence and higher levels of self-esteem than the average person. So fuck off with this shit and stigma about cuckolds. That's what I say to everyone. Like they are the best, most amazing selfless partners you could ever have. And it's amazing <laughs> to think because again, I was, as I was researching, I'm like, wow. Six million U.S. couples alone are active cuckolds, and thirty-five percent of those men are in either interested or very interested interested in trying cuckoldry. Um, Twenty-five percent of these men are unknowingly raising kids that are not their own. So bring it back to the old school times of cuckoldry, and then on top of that, fifty-seven percent—that is the amount of cuckold porn that has risen in the past three years so since the pandemic and i feel that honestly cuckolding has become more prominent since the pandemic especially we got to talk about this did you i mean i'm sure you did the will smith slapping chris rock and then the next day people were calling will smith a cuck yeah what are your thoughts on that because i felt to be honest, it was kind of like that was coming out of left field. Yeah, it's funny because um, Dr. Justin Lay Miller was saying that like the the people who are the ones calling other people cucks are the ones who are most likely to have those desires. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, honestly, let's if you're calling the kettle black, honey, you you are the kettle always. It's a reflection of yourself. Always, always. Sorry, not to interject. <laughs> But the, the research has shown this. So I'm like, you know, let's just call it for what it is. That, that, because I mean, when I saw it trending and there was a infamous cuck on Moan who like sent it to me, he was like, what do you think about this? So I'm like, well, first of all, I don't practice cuckoldry, but I feel like y'all are just coming out of the woodwork saying shit out of your ass at this point. Because yeah. I'm like, what does a smack have to do with cuckoldry? Like, wouldn't you want as a woman, your man to defend you, even if you look like a straight up asshole on television, wouldn't you want your man to defend you? Wouldn't you want your partner to defend you when someone says some outlandish shit? That doesn't yeah. make you a cut because People your power around, was taken. <laughs> they throw around that, that word as a slur all the time. And it's funny, it's very popular in like right wing circles to be throwing that out and it's the most ironic shit is that like cuckolding is most popular with right wing people I mean isn't <laughs> all on all, all the kings yeah all those kings I mean I always said if we can only just get the black book of all these politicians who are so anti-sex we're gonna find their shit we're gonna find yeah. out that they're into cuckolding or they're into yeah. diaper play or they like getting their ass beat on the weekend and then go back to their wives and have zero sex at all or they like yeah. being locked up yeah. yeah we're gonna find that it's especially with cuckolding it uh the more someone views it as taboo or naughty 
the more appealing it becomes. So mm-hmm. Dr. David Lay was saying that like in countries where the societal expectation of, you know, masculinity is very like, you know, tough and strong and you, your wife would never want to leave you because you're so tough and strong that cuckolding is most popular in those countries. Crazy. <laughs> it's like, it's like a... You know, the opposite of of what you would expect, really. And I just, I just think it just goes to show that there is so much sexual attraction to taboo. The more that we're told not to do something, the more that we... It's thrilling to think about breaking those rules. Mm-hmm. And, and cuckolding does really well with that. <laughs> it really does. It really does. So if you think about it, it's like the opposite of slut shaming. It is you're putting your woman's sexuality as like this amazing fucking thing. And that's a beautiful thing. But that's also very threatening, probably to a lot of guys. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, it makes them less of a man. And I put that in hot quotations because, yeah. again, I don't think you're a man. You're a boy. If you don't put your partner first if you are supposed to protect and honor your partner and talking about cis men out there listen up if you are supposed to be putting your wife first or your lady first and you're putting her pleasure first that does not make you less than man that makes you a genuine man you are a boy a man child when you put your own pleasure and your own protection first Louder for the ones in the back, please. I mean, listen, <laughs> the men are the men on this on the show are not, you know, they know. And this is yeah. why it's kind of odd. The men seem to be listening more to the women on this. And I'm like, ladies, I'm speaking up for us. Come on. <laughs> like, listen, I'm bringing all these guests for us, because at the end of the day, again, like you said, it takes two people. There's a penis, a vagina, 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 penis, penis. And again, cuckolding as I've been hearing, it's not just limited to straight couples. There are gay couples, lesbian couples even, that are partaking in this, which is beautiful. It's beautiful. And I would like to see more representation because I, for the longest thought, it was just heterosexual couples doing this. Yeah, no, it's really, really a big thing in in the gay communities. It's, it's, it's massive. I had no idea either until I stumbled upon it on Twitter. I was like, what is this? Right. (laughs) It's crazy. When you start digging, I was like, wait a second. Oh, this is like a cookie jar. Oh, I want more. Oh, yes. This is, this is very appetizing. When it comes to erotica, what's the first thing that comes into your mind? Is it sex? Intimacy? Female led? Well, look no further than Dipsy. With over hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed for queer and straight listeners. And over 56% of those stories are voice acted by people of color. Personally for me, it's been quite a journey leading my partner into the bedroom and taking a look at Dipsy and what adventure will lead us to our next bedroom fantasy. Make the fantasy a reality today. By signing up with Dipsy, we're offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash earplay. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash earplay. Don't just take my word for it. Just sign up today and press play dipsystories.com slash earplay. Enjoy the orgasm. 
Now, going back to the humiliation aspect, because again, a lot of the times when you hear about cuckolding, there's the hu- the humiliation aspect, which of course, again, I was very pleasantly surprised to hear of how much love was expressed and not so much the humiliating factor or the locking up factor. Where and how would you say this comes into play? Or is there like a separate side of cuckolding where it's like, there's the loving aspect and then there's the dominate fuck you i'm just gonna humiliate you your dick is bigger that you're smaller and da, 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 all that where does that come into play or like where's that disconnect or the divide if if there is any yeah great question so when i first met my cut, first cut boyfriend i was like uh, uh, like I said, very, I was like, oh my God, you want me to sleep with other guys? This is so amazing. Yes. But then he said something very interesting. He said, I want you to find guys who are, have a bigger dick than me. And I was like, this guy was really big as it was. And I'm a size queen. So that, you know, <laughs> you know, that is big. And this, and so I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can, but I will certainly take up the challenge. And so, but I didn't, I was like, why does he want me to? That's so, I didn't know where this was coming from. Like what? And as I didn't know that like for some guys, they really do enjoy their partner Mm -hmm. having something that is different from them. And so that they can see the difference in her, her, uh, fulfillment and how she enjoys it and I was like I learned this I'm like oh my god what is this like what and then he wanted me at one point to say something about the difference in size and I was like what wow as a woman that is probably the most dangerous fucking thing that you can do in your life is to insult a guy the size of his penis okay this is dangerous as fuck I before that would never do that because not only is it physically dangerous, like you could get attacked or whatever, this guy can like want to ruin your life, right? but it can be dangerous to your relationship too. You don't want to hurt a guy's feelings, right? And so when he wanted me to point out the difference, I was like, oh my God, like what? But then I saw how turned on he was when I did. And it was that reaction that I was like, oh, what is this power I have? Like what? I can say this one little thing and this guy literally melts. Like the look on his face, the sound in his voice. He's like, oh, I'm like, what? What is this? That was my first taste of this word humiliation. We never use that word humiliation. So I I just thought it's this fun little game and I don't really understand it, but I could see he was enjoying it so much. Yeah. And I got off when he got off. When he was turned on, I was so turned on. And so it was like this feedback loop. And I was just like, oh, this is so fun. And so, um, but it was subtle. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, you know, I'm, you know, telling him maybe he's a piece of shit. And like, mm-hmm. it wasn't anything like that. It was very much a fun little game. And so I really do think that most couples who are into cuckolding play this little game in some way. And... You know, some guys can say, like, I don't like the humiliation part. I'm right. into hot hot wifing or stag vixen or whatever you want to call it because they don't want to, they don't want the typical porn script of cuckolding. I get that. That's like a real end of, of side of the spectrum kind of cuckolding that 
is not, in my opinion, what I've seen, the norm. <laughs> the norm is like people, it's like, okay, this is the norm when it comes to like this quote unquote humiliation and cuckolding where <clears throat> she's going to go, she's making plans to go see this other guy on the weekend. Her husband is all excited about it. He's just like, woo, all angsty about it. This is fun. And she says something like, I'm, you know, not going to have sex with you until after him. Ooh. Something like that. Or like, I want, so you say to her husband, like, I want you to help me pick out something really sexy to wear. That is a mental striptease. And that's what this all is. Women know what a striptease is. That's fun, right? That's Absolutely. A tease, Absolutely. Right? This is a mental striptease where you are, instead of just, you know, dancing in front of them, taking off your clothes, you're painting the mental picture of something that is very thrilling and erotic for him. And yet he can see it, but can't touch it. I love that. Again, bringing it back to the kid in the candy store analogy, it really, that's what it is. And I love how you describe that because again, here we have the society like, oh God, we have the Andrew Tates of the world that kind of just, you know, feel that if a man is not in control, he's not the man. Or if a man cannot have what he wants, but you in fact have even said, you know, you're giving a way for everyone to have their cake and eat it too whichever way they want. And I love that because we need that in our, uh, in this world and society. Sex is evolving. Sex culture is evolving. So why not can the relationship dynamics change? Because attraction is a thing. Attraction does change over age. We've seen this in countless studies from time and time again, that, you know, in order to keep a relationship hot and spicy, you got to try new things. You got to communicate to your partner. So I love how you're giving people an outlet to be like, hey, if you are a couple or a single person that's like not fully satisfied in what they want, let me help you get what you want building and, that community. Uh, the the biggest factor that uh, I think that a lot of people have when it comes to first learning about cuckolding, they're like, but it's so unfair. She gets to go and do this, but he doesn't. Like, why? That's not fair. And mm -hmm. so guys are like, why would I want that? And women are like, that just seems like not nice, you know? And so what I try to explain to people is that, listen, this is a gift that you give each other. This is not just a gift that he's giving to her and she's taking it all and running with it. Like it is, it is a gift that you, you give each other. He's saying, okay, you know, I love and trust you so much You're that you can go and have these sexual, amazing sexual variety of experiences. And she in turn is giving him the gift of being involved in some way. That can be your stereotypical cuck scenario of him watching. It could be him listening on the phone. It could be him hearing about it when she gets home. <laughs> Fuck, that's the most fun, okay? <laughs> <laughs> she just lit up y'all like a Christmas tree, just saying on that part. <laughs> but the point is that, you know, he is involved in some way and they both love it. Like they both enjoy it. They feed off of each other in this kind of relationship. And so... When people can understand it in that way, they're like, oh, okay, this is very much a two-way street then. This is not so much like, you know, the guy giving up all of his power and all of his masculinity and everything like that for this woman who's going to do whatever the fuck she wants. Mm -hmm. I love that. Now, going to dig a little deeper in Venus yourself, how has this lifestyle affected you as like your, like, 
moving on to the future, where do you stand in dating, marriage, kids even? And if you're uncomfortable, that's fine. We don't even have to talk about that. But I'm very interested to see how, you know, moving forward in this life for you personally, has it enhanced you? Has it changed you? Has it changed your views on things in life? Oh my God. Yes. So, um, when I first learned about this kind of relationship and I'm, I'm assuming that maybe some poly people do as well feel this way is that when you find, you finally find something that fits who you are, it is like a relief, you know, you're like, Oh my God, like this is it, Mm -hmm. you know, that's how I felt at the time. And that's great to really know that this is what you really want, but when you don't have that, it's also a bit of a curse. You can, I am not going to be dating vanilla. <laughs> like <laughs> I cannot, I went on one vanilla date and I lasted about like half an hour. I was like, Oh, oh my no. God, get me the fuck out of here. I just can't pretend to be someone who I'm not. I'm, I have to be myself. And why would I not want to be myself? And so <laughs> I, That first relationship did not work out, even though it was fucking amazing. It was long distance. It was hard as fuck. Um, And so after that, I was started dating and realizing, oh, shit, this dating sucks. But then I I met someone and we really clicked and everything was amazing. And we were, you know, building a life together. And unfortunately, he passed away. I ended up taking a long break from literally everything, life. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Like, and, and that was, that was really difficult. Eventually though, I was like, okay, build my, myself back up again. Where do I, where do I start here? I knew I couldn't go back to vanilla dating. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to jump into this vanilla, this, this cuckold dating thing, which doesn't really exist. It's online. It's on kink sites. You just basically try to find somebody who knows what this is, right? (laughs) And that's when I began to realize like, oh my God, there's like a thousand guys per one woman interested in this. So I was like, whoa, I'm overwhelmed. I would, you know, entirely get like just bombarded with a bunch of horny dudes, really. Just Mm -hmm. a bunch of guys who were, you could tell they'd been on a cuck porn bender for three days and they just really wanted to wank furiously wank off to whatever I had to say and I was just like after a while that got kind of (laughs) dull right I oh god the dating dating is trash right now dating is so trash trash. oh god so I was I was I've been I was dating there for a while really really trying to find somebody and it was just not working and then I took a long break and I haven't dated in at least two years. <laughs> so, wow. but then, but then January, 2023 came along and I was like, yeah, no, maybe this is the right year. Like maybe I should do this. So I'm kind of putting it out there. Listeners of your show, I am single. <laughs> and l- I'm also picky as fuck. So I need to add that in there. <laughs> Girl, I'm like throwing up my hands in the way because you know what? Shout out to Picky. We're allowed to be picky in 2023. Okay. I need to peep. I need people to stop saying settle, lower your sa- No, fuck that. If you are established and if you have worked so hard for two years on building your self-confidence, why the fuck would you want to lower your standards? Because what? The man is fine. The girl is fine. Whatever you identify as like, no, fuck that. No. 
Yeah. People need to come up to my level, to my standards. It's level yeah. up, not level down here. That's not what I we're just, doing. I feel like I'm in my I'm mid 40s now and I'm like, I know exactly what I want in my life. And maybe in my 20s, I just date for the sake of dating and having fun. And, you know, dating in your 20s is for making the fucking mistakes. OK, I'm past that. Yes. I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm, ready to go. I'm good now. I know what I want. I love that. <laughs> I love that because I say it all the time. My 20s was like a test run, you know, yeah. and I didn't settle with the monogamy. And when I found the man who completely fucked up my life <laughs> and was like, I, I'm fine with you being queer. I'm fine with the fact that you say that you are fully lesbian and straight for my dick. That's fine. Oh, and we want to be polyamorous together. Fuck yes. Let's do it. And then all of a sudden it went from being polyamorous to one date a week to now we full blown live together, discussing, you know, building a family, still maintaining, you know, being polyamorous. And that's a beautiful thing when you can come and find somebody who matches the same vibe. And I love how you said that you will not settle back into a vanilla lifestyle. So that makes me ask you how important moving forward would cuckolding be? you know, to be serious. I have to have it. I, that's not negotiable. <laughs> I mean, I can't even picture my life without it. Like I, I enjoy it. I love it. I'm passionate so much about it. I've experienced it and I know what it's all about. And I just, I feel like that's, that's what's meant for me. I love that. Let's talk about Venus Connections. This is your your pride and joy besides your podcast. But Venus yes. Connections, like you said, it's a dating site. So let's talk about it. How do you bring the cuckolding lifestyle into a dating platform? Good question. So I did not venture out to, to, I did not have this as like an idea. Oh, I should just start a dating matchmaking thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was the summer of 2021 and I was just so sick of dating that I was like, this shit sucks so bad. I was complaining to my friends and, and they were like, just, just do it. Just make a matchmaking service yourself. And I was like, I don't know how, like, I literally, I don't know how I don't want to. Plus, are there any women out there who like me and myself who are looking for this? Like, I really didn't think they existed. And so I just got so, I got to the point where I was so frustrated that I was like, fuck it. I will do it myself. And I sat down and five days later, I worked for nonstop for five days and then I launched it. I was like, wow, that's me though. That's, that's how I do things. When I decide I want to do it, I'm like, I'm a fucking do it. So, <laughs> so I love I that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And in five yeah. days, that's impressive because let's be honest, people who make dating services or apps even, you know, we hear the stories like it took four years, 10 years, you know, 12 months even. So five days, girl, five days. And but this is the this is the thing. I have been, been very careful about how I've 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 structured this program. I know guys are heavily closeted. The last thing they're going to do is put their fucking face and information about themselves online. Yes, just not. That was the frustrating thing about dating online. There's kink dating sites. As a woman, you go on there and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to find guys who are into this. And then nine out of every 10 profiles are blank. Yes. There's no picture. There's no information. There's nothing to go on. I'm like, how functional is this? This is not working. Like, <laughs> So 
I was like, okay, well, I will make it so that these people, these guys do not have to put anything out there. This is completely private. There's no, it's not an app. There's no scrolling through profiles. There's no knowing who else is in the program at, at all. And so when the, when someone starts the program, they buy a membership, they fill out a really detailed questionnaire. It's like three pages long. I ask them everything and I tell them, you lie about one fucking thing and I will throw you out of the program. I do not put up with that shit. You have to trust me 100% because this shit online is ridiculous when it comes to dating. Oh my God. People are get, dishing out fake names and everything and like nonstop. Like how do you start a relationship when you can't even know who you're talking to? At some Preach. point, you're going to have to lift the curtain and be like, this is me. You oh know? my God. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Can we say that a little louder? Because... I say it all the time, like, look, you cannot, you have to treat dating like a job application. That's what the fuck it is. You know, you want to, you want to get to that person. That's the goal, you know? So I love that. Thank you. You have to start. So they're hundred percent honesty. And I tell guys, cause some guys are like, but, but what if, what if, what if, and I'm like, well, if you're that fucking scared, then this, you're not ready for this. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like you, you, you're not ready. I get it. Some people have like really crazy jobs that this would be extremely detrimental, but nine times out of 10, that's not the case. They really do not give a fuck what you're doing in the bedroom. I know you think they do, but they do not. Mm -hmm. And so... Nobody gives a fuck, okay? Really, honestly. But some, like maybe if you're like some famous actor or producer or I don't know, something, politician or something, I get it. You really can't have this out there. I did make a really discreet kind of membership where people like don't get entered at all into my computer system. I do it all by hand. So there's that, that option. But otherwise, fuck no, they have to be 100% honest. And once they do that, then they have to have an interview with me. I interview everyone. Wow. This is a Zoom interview. I see, you know, I'm talking to you for half an hour, asking you everything about what you're looking for, who you are. And then I give, then I give these guys some honest feedback about their expectations. <laughs> yes. Hey, somebody's um, got to. Oh my gosh, somebody's got to. Yeah. Yeah. And so after that, then it's just a matter of if they get a match, if I if I have someone that I'm like, okay, I think these people line up pretty good, then I contact them by email and let them know they they book their date. These are all blind dates, which is that that shit never happens these days. Blind dates. They don't know anything about each other. Don't know what they look like. It's not until they actually start the date that they're like, okay, you know, and they only get half an hour. That's it. That first date's only half an hour. That's it. This is just quick little. And this is where I really have to teach the guys like, okay, you have to put a lot of effort into this. Mm -hmm. There's so many more men interested in it than women it's competitive as, as fuck it's a like a job interview you wouldn't go to the job interview not have a resume looking like you just woke up you know not yeah. able to sell yourself on why you would be the great person for this so everyone who does the uh, buys a membership in the program has to do a three-week course and that was the other brilliant fucking thing about this because I was like all right we're gonna do some fucking education <laughs> I love that I oh my god I absolutely love that because I feel people would be more beneficial and more receptive to online dating if they had the personal touch that you're giving and I love that you're not just offering your services but you're offering an experience you're offering education you're offering 
having the tools that people ask us all the time. How do I talk to women? How do I get what I want? Like, here we go. Here are the tools. Now, for the people that say, oh, but you have to pay. Look at all the things that you get with paying. So it's like $19.99 for Tinder to swipe or, you know, whatever you're charging for membership. And you're getting hands-on experience, talking to you, coaching, brushing up the application. I mean, that's bang for your buck right there. Yeah. And and this education is required. I it wasn't until I sat down and created those courses that I realized why this shit does not work online. Why is it so dysfunctional? Why am I being bombarded with guys who are just horny wanking, want to talk about cuckolding? That's all they want to talk about. And then when it's time to meet up, they don't show up. They just disappear. Poof. Okay. And then why is this happening? Not just to me, but like a gazillion other women out there. And so there was this disconnect and it wasn't until I sat down and I was like, oh my God. Okay. Guys believe and I don't blame them because all the content on there is made by men for men, that we have the same desires as them when it comes to this. And that's not the case. Mm. (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. I love it. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh. Venus, I could talk to you for hours and I'm, I'm already like wheels are turning. We, we got to do this again. We got to do this again because (laughs) I, I just absolutely am just enamored. And again, I'm just so thankful. Thank you so much. Where can my earbuds get in touch with you? Yes. So venuscuckoldress.com is the main website. That's got everything on there. The podcast, it's got some resources. It's got uh, like you can book a private chat. You can, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then there's a venusconnections.com is the site for the matchmaking service. And then my Twitter handle is at cuckoldress. Perfect. We're going to also put in the link tree that links you to everything that you just heard today which is so good and shout out to dipsy for the sponsored ad today for today's episode of course you can use sapphire's earplay for the code and use it i'm telling you it's it's a great bedroom tool have you been familiar with dipsy by the way no girl girl (laughs) it is amazing it's an erotica app and definitely could be used as like the third narration to your bedroom fantasies just saying. Really? Caters to a lot. However, I don't know if there's anything on cuckolding. Now I'm like, wheels are turning. Gotta get them mm. on that. <laughs> but it's definitely, it's definitely worth it. So shout out to them. And thank you so much, Venus. Now, of course, you can get in touch with me all at MsRadioSapphire.com, which is under construction. So don't worry. You can also just get in touch with me at MsRadioSapphire on Instagram, at Sapphire's Play on Instagram. And of course right here wherever you're listening support like share it do whatever you will with it it's free it's a tool it's great and next week got another fabulous woman coming up i'm gonna hold that as a secret because i hold venus as a secret i'm gonna hold the other guests as a secret and see what happens next (laughs) till yes the suspense (laughs) till next week remember that safe sex is the best hot sex good night that was the show, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Remember to follow at Ms. Radio Sapphire and Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram. Want some eargasms of the past and future? Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all streaming platforms. <laughs>